Welcome back to the Week 5 Matchup Breakdowns on the Whiskey Dicks Podcast. As always, I am joined by Josh. Josh, how are you doing this fine? I am doing absolutely swell, Zachary. How are you doing? Fucking fucking swell. My dad's on the podcast. I'm doing great. Uh, And then we do have a guest. Third week in a row. Uh, we have Alex Crouch. Alex, are you are you ready for this? I am so ready for this, man. Obviously, I am uh, geeking out to be on the pod. Whiskey Dicks, you know, I'm a big fan, so happy to be here. I, I would say you're our biggest fan. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Almost groupie level. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> you have all the merch. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, typically, we start at the top when we talk about trades surprisingly uh our guest must have been prepping for this podcast because he hasn't made any yet but what we will talk about is maybe a little post-trade reaction of his own trade Uh, rumor has it saquon barkley is is almost already back like what are your thoughts you have to be crushed uh yeah i mean i'm crushed this was always a possibility um as soon as i started thinking about shopping him he had the same injury in college a high ankle sprain in college and he only missed two weeks so for him this might be par for the course like i don't think he's going to play this week but the fact that he was working out and uh without the boot today doing you know some light running and and things like that is is pretty devastating Uh, i think my trade with mg was good for both of us if uh, if saquon was out for four to six to you know originally it was eight weeks i think it's a fair trade if he's back in three weeks, then I got absolutely bent over. Um, so that's tough. That's tough to stomach. But at this point, it is what it is. The trade is done. I've got my team. I'm sure they'll all be gone by the end of the month anyway. So it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, the self-awareness is commendable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, your dream is that he's out like, even like a full three weeks. Because oh, right yeah. now it's literally like, I mean, there's no way he plays this week, but he will be back. Oh yeah, Next, like the week after, it's and tough. he's only he's only going to miss two weeks, and that's just brutal. Especially you're the Goldman owner, yep. huge success. So you yep. have to you had to have been sitting there like cool. I'm like not really losing that much, especially with what I already got. Like this is a huge win for me, get me to the playoffs, and now you're just like holy shit, what just happened? Yeah, I still don't feel terrible about it. You know, I made a decision that I thought would help me out long term. I couldn't have Saquon if it was six or eight weeks, like I couldn't have him just riding on my bench. I didn't have the depth to absorb it. So I feel good about it. I think my team still is more balanced maybe than it was before. Obviously I don't have the upside of Saquon anymore, but um, you know, you can't be the leading trader in the league and and regret trades. You just kind of got to live with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You you love all your children. I love them all until (laughs) I trade them away and then I hate them. But we won't, we won't put, we won't put 
just that trade on blast or just for a reaction. We got a couple other here. Uh, we'll go into my trade with Ben. As of right now, Antonio Brown doesn't exist in the NFL. Maybe it's unfair for me to speak on this, but I was going to say, do you want to admit that you you trade raped him, or do you want me and Alex to just go ahead and? Oh well, it's a given that. now. It's well, a, no, like, I mean. Look, the reaction, I think, unanimously. No, no, it's not even a trade. It's like he just gave me th- – I didn't give him me. anything. The, 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 the reaction around the group, me, was he pretty unanimous that, like, you had definitely gotten the advantage. Sure, and I know you were saying, like, you know, if AB's a top three receiver, you know, maybe I got played. But I think just the idea behind everything, giving up as many pieces as he did, giving up his first-round pick, um and and everything to get a guy who literally it was drama after drama I, I mean no ben couldn't have predicted or seen coming any type of you know sexual assault right like ben didn't know that but i mean without that that guy had already had trouble getting on the field and was and was you know being resistant to to teams like he he just didn't send out good vibes at all uh I can't believe he offered that much for him. He didn't try and, you know, get him on a bargain. and He paid a definite premium. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely got the advantage of it. And now Ben is, I mean, he beat me, so I can't <laughs> say too, too bad of things. But he's, he definitely two people? a better team. Ben has, Ben's two and two. Ben is yeah. two and two. You're not the only victim, Josh. <laughs> well, no, he beat, uh, who did he beat? He beat somebody. I don't even beat- remember how it went down, but it wasn't good. It was like a it was one of those Ryan Lachey wins where he scored fifty nine points and someone else scored fifty eight or something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean it wasn't pretty. Um for what it's worth in that trade, if he if he was still playing even at a fringe wide receiver two to one level, I would say it's pretty even, only given the fact that OJ Howard kind of doesn't exist. Will Fuller hasn't done anything yet. Aaron Jones is great. Like I have him. He's not going to leave my lineup, but I also would have given him a wide receiver who would kind of be doing that for him. But then it instantly becomes uncomparable because I gave him someone who's physically not in the national football league. Yeah. I will say originally when the trade came through, I was one of maybe the only person besides you and Ben that thought the trade was not unreasonable. Or at least there was potential. Um, yeah, there is potential. I mean, if you can get Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown comes back and is himself, then it's worth it. Like he's the best wide receiver in the league when he's in the league. Um, and I, I was one of the few people that wasn't super high on Aaron Jones. And then mm-hmm. Will Fuller is boomer bust. OJ Howard is a tight end. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think Ben, you know, shot a shot. And I think that that is valuable when trading. Like, I think you just got to go for guys that you believe in. Um, so I didn't think it was a terrible trade off the jump. Obviously now, uh, it was a terrible trade, but <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. So what are you going to yeah, do? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go into one more, another one that I am involved in, uh, between me and Joe, I gave him Chris Carson and Curtis Samuel for Odell. Uh, and apparently the Browns and Odell just have stopped wanting to put up points and, or play football. Meanwhile, I believe if I saw it correctly, Chris Carson broke a PFF pro football focus <laughs> record, 21 tackles in one yep. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, instantly started feeling pretty bad about that. Not that I think Odell is a bust or something or won't come to fruition here, but boy, uh, I'm definitely getting the, the wrong end of that deal so far. 
I think you just got to look at it. I mean, we're reacting to the most recent week, but if you had looked mm-hmm. at it last week, then you wrecked the trade because Chris Carson was, he had fumbled for the third time in two games. Odo Beckham, the week before that, had had his, you know, whatever it was, 80 yard touchdown grab. Um, I think we're, you know, right now, maybe it doesn't feel so good, but I still think the f- trade overall was very fair. Um, and I still like it for both of your teams. Yeah, I do think in the long run, it'll be looking all right, especially with all the news uh, from Tyreek Hill this week. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like he's he's coming back, obviously not this week. Um, realistically, I mean, it all depends on how this week goes. I mean, I play you, but if I can squeak a win this week and I'm four and one, he can sit out the next week too. I would rather him come back 100% healthy because um, I can uh, afford to to lose one more game in there. Well, everything on Ty- Tyreek from the beginning was that like he felt great even right after the injury happened. Like He wanted to come back, it seems like, and they held him out just to be safe. So now he's back practicing. I feel like once he's back and playing, he'll be 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, he's been dribbling those basketballs. And oh, yeah, yeah. translate more to being you, Everyone knows, yeah, if you play basketball, Jimmy Graham is the perfect example. If you play oh. basketball, you're good at football. <laughs> Don't get Chris Collinsworth started. <laughs> That boy is an erection for Jimmy Graham and his basketball. Thank God Antonio Gates is retired. I have to keep living through that. Um, We'll move kind of on to to the league as a whole. Just a quick overcap. You guys can kind of give me your thoughts here. Um, There's only one person who's undefeated, and it is Charlie. And he's looking very, very strong. Uh, There's no reason to think that anybody else, I would say, has a hold on first. Uh, MG is definitely in second when Saquon comes back back pending on what the Melvin Gordon situation looks like. Cause it does everything that I'm hearing. Uh, Cause I'm paying pretty close attention. Cause I'm an Austin Eckler owner. It does sound like uh, he's going to be equal, like heavily involved. It is not going to be full workhorse and, and second fiddle. Um, but that's also kind of how it was last year. I mean, last year, Austin Eckler finished as the RB 28, I believe, which is still pretty respectable given that uh, Melvin Gordon was a bona fide RB1. Um, but outside of those two, there's a couple other three and one teams. But then there are seven people who are two and two and four people who are one and three. It is completely wide open right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Sorry, Alex. Um, two and two and one and three, you could make the argument that there's not even, I mean, look at some of the teams that are two and two, uh, Joe Colomachenzo, Dom, they are, mm. are lower in the point score department. So even at two and two, they've got to be feeling a little bit, uh, risky Ben's there at 390, Luke at 392, Ryan Lachey, Alex Fear, Ian and Dan all have more points scored at one and three than those four teams I listed. Uh, at two and two so this league is uh very very even no one's out of anything and no one's safe from the bottom or i mean you mentioned charlie being pretty doing pretty well at the top uh and you and mg are sitting okay at three and one but the rest of us are all fighting for everything yeah i'll say i i agree with you josh like i think most of the league is up for grabs looking at it though i do think charlie and mg are kind of clear cuts above the rest. Uh, Charlie's team, I mean, he's putting up points every week. It's working out. He has some bona fide studs at wide receiver um, that are going to 
kind of just carry his team to wins. Usually I, I, I generally don't love like a heavy wide receiver team just because they're so much more inconsistent. But if you've got three wide receiver ones, two of them are going to pop almost every week. And that's going to be enough to, to win you a week. I will say like his running back situation sketches me out. Uh, he's still starting Duke Johnson and his bench ones aren't great, but Leonard Fournette just went for 220 yards or something. So he should be fine. And then MG, I might've, I might have given MG the title uh, with my <laughs> trade last week. Like his team was already really good. And if, you know, if he makes the playoffs and he's starting Dalvin cook, Michael Thomas and uh, Saquon Barkley, it's going to be hard to beat him. That's just, it's too much consistency. It's too many points. Um, but, but like I said, I agree with you after that. Like, I think the rest of the playoff spots, I think uh, the Sacco bowl is 100% up for grabs for anyone. Uh, you know, two and two and one and three, it's toss up. We're a quarter of the way through the season. There's a lot of games left, so it could be anyone's game. I will say when it does come to Charlie's team, uh, at least for, early season success we start nine positions in our league right now from the qb all the way down to the defense and special teams seven of his nine starting positions are top 10 in their position you just you can't do anything against a team like that That, i mean charlie's team was already was already so good and then he managed to pick up the patriots for free and somehow every week the patriots who already have a good defense are playing jv squads they have it doesn't make any sense the patriots have like the easiest schedule in the league they're playing washington this week yeah like what is this who might be sold starting colt mccoy and that might be the best option they have like the the patriots are averaging 19.7 points per week that's crazy that is actually insane they might be the leading scorer on my team Let's jump into kind of the meat of the podcast here. We do have a guest. Uh, this oh is his second time on the pod, if I am not mistaken. You are correct. Um, and Josh and I will just kind of pepper some questions at him like we have done to Joe and like we have done to Dan. Um, I will kind of take the lead here and then Josh will follow us. Alex. Sir. Kind of a question everybody's had. You've really yet to address it. The team name. The team name. The team name. So I will say the team name coming up with the team name is maybe my least favorite part of fantasy football. Uh, so much emphasis is put onto the team name. You're stuck with it the whole year and I don't enjoy doing it. I am not a creative person. Um, I think it's, I think it's silly. Uh, and when people like Dan come at me and tell me that my team name is boring and dumb and Dan's changes name five times in four weeks, like, so there's a balance there. So I'll come out and own it. I will say team name, not great, but it's passable. It doesn't involve beating women like some people in our league. Um, and it doesn't involve, you know, their shitty quarterbacks. So it's not the worst team name in the league. And that's kind of what I was going for. Minimal effort, middle of the pack. At some point, it'll be forgotten about unless I win it all this year. And then it'll be on a, in in the record books and that'll suck. But, you know, it is what it is. But we all know you're definitely not going to win. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not worried there. Um, Have you ever thought about tossing in someone else's team name as a trade? 
Oh, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. That is not a bad idea. Actually, I don't even know whose team name I would go for. There's a lot of questionable ones this year. Like I talked to Ryan and his team name literally was only to hear you guys say it on the podcast. And I will say, <laughs> Zach Spangler, you are nailing that piece of it. Say it um, every time. Like he told me that we, him, me and Dan were talking about why we chose our team names or whatever, or what they were. And Ryan out loud said, I only did it so that they would have to say it on the podcast and mm-hmm. you're nailing it. Every time you say it, I get a little bit excited. Um, well, so that's, he needs so to be ballsier fun. than that. <laughs> he, needs to, he, needs to, he needs to be a little more aggressive. Oh man. I don't know. I think if I had to trade uh, a team name right now out of anyone in the league, um, I think I would, I don't know if I would take Alex Fears' team name because I'm not a Cincinnati Bengals fan anymore, but I think his team name is hilarious. I think it's appropriate, and I wish I had come up with something like that for the Lions. So maybe next year it'll be some play on words with the uh, the Detroit Lions. I also love Michael George's team name. Um, it's just so appropriate on so many levels. Obviously, yeah. it wouldn't work for me unless I find an AC. I don't know who, who that could be, but um, I like his team name a lot. I think the rest of them, obviously, like, pretty okay they're all right um josh's name is fun uh because luke sucks but other than that like i think the rest of the team names are are mediocre at best so i think i will fade into oblivion um this year and i'm and i'm not too worried about my low effort name that's fair that's, i gotta that's be honest right. i respect the hell out of that answer thank you sir I hate team names too, so Hey man, Good I even job. went out and got I found a matching logo. Like I put in some effort, it just wasn't a lot. <laughs> matching logo. <laughs> but we're here now. I'm not change. I don't believe in changing unless it's you know super necessary. So unless, unless it's part of a trade, right? On, right, a, right, right. on some sort of bet, because I'm pretty sure I had to do that one year to to the dumb dildos when I lost to Charlie. That's oh, that's correct. Mm-hmm. That can be arranged. Speaking right. of. Charlie's skating by on his team name, and I think it's fairly low effort. He's uh he just did BDE with different different words that don't make sense. Like, nah, I don't know. I think he's getting a skate by because his team is so good. Do you uh do you remember how he picked those words? Yes. Well, I didn't remember until he told me. Alex, that. you don't seem I to I don't remember. know this story. No. Um okay. so we were on the podcast. Oh. And I asked Josh if he knew what BDE meant. He's I remember like, this conversation. He's like, what? And I'm like, BDE. And he's like, B as in boy, D as in dog. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, e never mind. I take it back. I take it back. Charlie's, ne- yes, Charlie's team name is Gold. That's amazing. So yeah. I thought he just did it because you guys talked about BDE and he chose random letters. But no, I take it back. Did it. Did it Charlie, your golden boy. Best commission no, we I ever couldn't had. hear you, and I needed to be clear. All of those letters <laughs> sound similar, so I need to make sure I was hearing it right. I think Nick Foles handed off his BDE to Gardner Minshew, and I, I think I fully support the Jackson Jaguars. <laughs> I'm not Minshew even mad. Was like past BDE. Yeah, like he just gave it he's, to him, and now he's now, 70s porn star BDE. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yes. The best kind of BDE. This is Bush dick energy. <laughs> He's got it all. <laughs> all right, I think that, it might be time to, to, to put this one to bed. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Alex, rate your season so far. Rate my season so Scale far. Scale of 1 to 10. Scale of 1 to 10. 5 is uh, average. I'd say like a 6. Like, I'll be honest, I came out of the draft pretty high on my team. Um, and then you trade them still, all day? No, I mean, I don't think my team has been terrible either. I have had some pretty bad injury luck 
So, you know, Robbie Anderson was hurt yeah. week one and then is on his third string quarterback, Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson comes out and scores 35 points and then he's been hurt since since that week. So mm-hmm. I've had some tough luck, um, which is unfortunate in the injury department. I think that, you know, that can happen to anyone. And right now it's happening to me. Um, I am really happy with my waiver wire pickup so far. Like, I think I've, I've picked up some pretty valuable people. I'm also out of fab dollars, so that sucks, you know. What are you going to do? Are you an innovator um, like Dan? I I believe in spending. I'm not like Dan. I refuse to be labeled like that. Um, but I do believe in spending my fab dollars early in the year. Uh, I just think you can get better value because if you hit on someone early and you can start them for the whole year, that's more valuable than starting someone later. So I will take my shots early. I'm not shy about it. Um, and so far, I think that's worked out. So, I mean, I think two and two is probably based on my team where I should be. Uh, I think week one, I I maybe, I maybe could have squeaked out a win last week. I just, I I was screwed last week. Like there was no way I was winning. Um, So I think that, you know, based on my team, I'm kind of where I should be. Um, So I can't be too disappointed um, even with the injury things that I've had going on. But at the same time, obviously I think it could be better. Yeah. So I'd say six. Yeah, okay. that's fair. I think that's fair. As a two and two team, to give yourself anything worse or anything better would be odd. So, yeah. so I think that's fine. Um, we'll we'll skip the, the. I had a question here, like, did MG fleece you? But we kind of addressed. We that. already addressed it. We addressed it, it at the on when Saquon comes back, and I yeah. knew that before I made the trade. So we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. Um. I'll go to a question that I have here. Do you think no, no, that you no, 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 can ever win this league? Do I think? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I have a second place finish once. I wrecked that year. I think I went 10 and 2. Um, and I lost to Alex Fear in the, in the championship, which was kind of fluky in my opinion. Um, I think that I... I put in a lot of time to fantasy football. Obviously I really enjoy it. Um, I think I'm active on the waiver wire trading kind of is a 50, 50 fluke. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. So that may or may not put me behind the eight ball um, because I'm, I love trading so much that, you know, I might always come out worse in a trade it, since I trade so often, I might always get the people, you know, on their down weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think I'm usually fairly competitive outside of my Sacco year. Um, I haven't gotten lucky yet, but you know, it can happen to anyone. So I think that, you know, my, yeah, you know, giggity, but I think that, (laughs) you know, the, I generally, I feel like I make pretty good waiver pickups, um, which kind of is the factor that puts you over the edge outside of, you know, getting lucky in your draft and throughout the season. Um, So I think I'll win eventually, not this year, probably, but sometime in the future. That's fair. That's fair. Go ahead, Josh. One of the things that you mentioned is you liked your team after the draft, and we all couldn't help but notice that you don't have as many trades uh, as last year. Is this a new strategy? Is it because you like your team and you don't really feel the need to make as many trades? Do either of you know off the top of your head how many trades? I mean, I don't. I think I'm actually on pace for more trades this year. For more at this rate? I think so. I mean... I mean, I have. I mean, I don't think I. I didn't trade with every team last year, so unless I traded with multiple teams multiple times, I think you like traded. that would max me out at ten or eleven trades, and I'm at a trade per week right now. 
I think you tr you didn't trade with everyone, but I think you did trade multiple times with like a, a Danny or Ryan. It it feels like I'm on a similar pace. Um, okay. I I so just step back from the question a little bit. I value trading just as much. I sent this to Zach in a text earlier this year that uh, trading is my fa favorite part of fantasy football um, because <laughs> generally. Sunday is pretty miserable. Like it almost always happens that my guys either underperform or they get hurt. Uh, case in point, Josh Allen, he wasn't even playing last week and he got concussed uh, for me. And uh, Case Keenum got benched. Like Sunday is usually just pretty, uh, pretty, pretty sad. Um, I enjoy watching football, but the high that you get from making a trade uh, and the, the work that you put into it, I, I really enjoy. So trading is probably like, up there in terms of my favorite things about fantasy football outside of just getting to talk to everybody in the league more often. Um, so I have not put less of a focus on it. I liked my team a lot, but everyone on my team is always up for grabs. Um, so I think I'm on pace. I think I will trade just as much. It would be easier if people would come at me with trades. Always know that I'm probably going to accept it because I'm a junkie. Um, but so far I've had to, <laughs> so far I've had to broach and uh, work through most of the trades and kind of carry, carry that side of it. So that does slow it down. So um, yeah. most of the ones that have gone through have been cr pretty quick. I How will many be do you have this year? Uh, I have four i think um four i've traded four weeks yeah you're on yeah. pace to be so if i get one in I'm, I'm on pace so i uh you only had 11 last year so yeah that's what i'm saying well so above. like i think i'm actually above ahead yeah um, yeah so you know i think i think it'll 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 keep going um i'm hoping that i i have a reputation for being a high trader but i'm hoping that my reputation is that the trades are generally fairly fair um i don't want anyone to think i'm you know, trying to get the better end of a deal. Um, and that will keep my trade numbers high. So I'm always striving for trades. Feel free to send them my way. I will probably say yes, unless your name is Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one, that man is trash at fantasy football. Why would you trade with him? Two, I do feel that the year that you do win, you will probably hit 15 or 16 trades in a year, I feel like. Right, right. I'll get lucky on a trade. Like, that's how... That's how I'll I'll do it. If I win, going back to that previous question, if I win, it'll because it'll be because I'm lucky in terms of the players that I have, but also I get lucky in my trades. Like trading is something that I'll always do. It's just I enjoy it a lot. Uh, trying to make it fair for both teams, um, yeah. and I like seeing new players on my bench every week or or in my starting lineup. Uh, I think it keeps it fun. So, yeah. Um, diving a little inside, like you said, you, you like fantasy football It's something you do a lot. Uh, I think, uh, like a, like a couple of us in this league, it's, uh, during the fall, it's a little bit of an obsession. Oh yeah. Um, it kind of dictates how well your weekend went and how well your week's going. Yeah. Yeah. But what, uh, where does Bree stand in, in, with your obsession slash train wreck of fantasy football? <laughs> I will say, you know, I am very lucky that uh, that I have Brie because she puts up with my nonsense most of the time. Um, she kind of knows that that Sundays and it works out because since she's a nurse, she works every other Sunday. So I kind of just can be a degenerate on that day and 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 no one knows about it. But she also enjoys football, so she'll want to watch football as well. So the actual game time stuff is. Um, isn't too bad. Uh, I will say that sometimes during the week, you know, I'm on something fantasy football related a lot. Uh, so sometimes <laughs> I have to, I have to actually, you know, 
rein it back a little bit and uh, get off the phone, get off the fantasy football subreddit. Um, but I try and uh, try and keep it pretty low key, um, at least at home, and then really let it loose on the weekends. So it hasn't been too bad so far. She uh, she puts up with it for the most part. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that's a, a lot of us kind of walk that line. I know me personally, I just bab- baptized Mary in fire. And so, she- <laughs> yeah, she's just as much of a degenerate as we are yeah, now. So you yes. really made the most of it. Look, your wife can't yell at you for your gambling debt if she's also gambling. <laughs> in <so>. gambling. <laughs> it's just, you just. Perfect plan. Oh, oh, my goodness. That is my favorite quote of all time. I it's need just- to. I need to incorporate yeah, Josh, that more. Take some life. notes for your yeah. future marriage. This is Clearly. for a successful marriage. Oh my goodness! Yeah, me and Zach not, are the ones not, you want to talk to. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, Alex. As we talked about before the podcast, I am still on such a high after beating dude Ryan Lachey. So I've actually got a three-parter here. I've got a three-parter for you. First, what did you think about my victory over Ryan Lachey? Ryan Lachey, love the guy. He's the luckiest person that's ever been born. He has one, at least one win every single year where he puts up 65 points and squeaks it out. If I put up 65 points, I'm getting beat by 100. Like, there's no, there's no way. And I think that you are maybe the unluckiest person in the league. And so to see you turn that on its head, for it to work out that way, that it came down to a Sunday night football game, or a, I'm sorry, a Monday night football game, uh, that it was the matchup that it was that you ended up beating Ryan, which I think everybody wanted to see. It, it was glorious. I, I wouldn't have written it up any better way. It could become a movie in the future. Oh, thank you for saying that. Because as you're talking, I'm starting to tear up with how just, <laughs> sw- just swelling with pride and happiness right now over here. Um, but also, speaking of tearing up, were you with him at all that Monday, and did he cry a little bit? Can you? I was that not. Place? I was not with him, so I cannot verify. But I could hear the sobbing through the wall of our adjoined apartments. <laughs> okay. So I can safely say that he was sobbing his eyes out. Good. Good. All right. That's all I really needed. <laughs> yeah, but we won't. Uh, we you, you kind of got off easy there. All in all, the questions were not that bad. Yeah, man. I'll take it. Uh, but also of all of our guests, you're coming in with the most solid footing, yeah, most solid footing. Sure. And I also like, I think Dan has the most unreasonable takes, so it, it's easy to follow that up. I think I come in and I, I try to be reasonable and my team's okay. So it's hard to pick on me for that. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. you're legitimately too level-headed. We're, we almost need to like, <laughs> we need to start prodding me a little bit drunk or figure out something here, that's I, what we should have done. Sense. We should have been like Alex. Podcast is at six, and then we just bullshit keep, for an hour. Like while bullshit I'm for like an hour and a half, and be like, "Oh, I got to get another glass." Oh, that's me too, fair. Alex. Good too. And then at like eight thirty, is like podcast time. You would have heard the hottest takes. That's what we <laughs> takes. We'll, hey, we'll table that. That'll that'll happen in the future. But we'll uh we'll get into the matchup breakdown for this week. Uh, thank you for sitting here through all the questions, Alex. Yeah, I know yeah. You will be sticking around and stick around and commenting on everything that we have here. Uh, so we will take it from the top and we will start with Ram Ranch really rocks Josh's favorite team at two and two versus <laughs> fleece or famine. Another two and two Josh walk me through, uh, some initial thoughts here. Well, uh, I, so I was looking at this lineup and, like I real Dom lineups lock. 
and so Dom doesn't have a quarterback, which is obviously putting him behind the eight ball. And he doesn't have a quarterback on his bench, so I have no clue what quarterback he's going to be picking. <laughs> yeah. And, again, they lock, so we're just going to assume that he doesn't have a quarterback there. I, so I immediately when I first saw that, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to pick Luke in this. And then I started scrolling down, and I don't know. Like, there's, you know, it kind of goes both ways. So let me, let me go ahead and give the breakdown, at least what I'm thinking. Alvin Kamara is a beast. He's going to be fine. Uh, Devonta Freeman uh, at Houston, uh, not in love with that situation at all. Mostly because I did get Devonta what Freeman's like been... nine catches last week. Yeah, eight catches. Yeah, um, eight for seventy-two. Um, I don't know if they keep doing that. Maybe they do, but it was a little bit of an outlier. Um, he had three catches in each of the three weeks prior, so to expect another eight, uh, I expect that number to be down a little bit, but. Hey, J.J. Watt's a beast. Maybe they do blitz him pretty hard, and maybe he's got to dump it off. Um, I don't feel like this is a James White game on the other end. Uh, I feel like Sony Michelle is going to feast um, because this is a Washington team that you can pretty much beat in any which way. Uh, Lev Bell at Philly. Philly's got a good defensive line. They have a terrible secondary, a good defensive line, but Lev Bell's got a pretty safe floor. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, though, so it's really hard to say, like, it's not going to look good. When I look at receivers, and I happen to notice, again, lineups are locked, but he is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and I really wish that would be in the lineup because if Devonta Adams doesn't go and he's Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver, that would be awesome. Uh, Stephon Diggs, wild card, uh, you know, seven for 108, so you can't complain, but at the same time, I mean, do you guys honestly know which receiver is going to go off? He's not Minnesota? practicing right now either. He's not? Nah, I don't think so. I think I saw that. Oh, well. Who, Adams? Assuming no, he plays, Diggs. you still oh, yeah. don't know what receiver you're going to get. Um, DJ Shark at Carolina is a tough matchup. Uh, Marquise Brown, wild card. He, I, I think he's got the tight end advantage with Travis Kels. Uh, flip, flip it over. Alshon Jeffries got a pretty easy match against the Jets. Uh, Damian Williams fully practicing uh, against Indy is going to be fine. Uh, Tyrell Williams against Chicago is not what you want, but it's it's a warm body. And Mike Williams against Denver could be something. I have no idea, to be honest. Denver is a confusing team. I'm going to go Luke. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of question marks here. I think ultimately... Because lineups locked, I have to go Luke. If lineups hadn't locked in this hypothetical weird world where waiver wires go through, let's say tomorrow, <laughs> and Dom can edit his team, I could be convinced to take Dom. But right now, it's got to be Luke. Yeah, when I look at the teams, uh, just kind of top to bottom, I am inclined to lean uh, the way of Luke. Um, but I keep going back to Dom's team and trying to convince myself to take him. And you know what? No, I will. I will. Even, even though we don't know who Dom's going to play at quarterback, I think with all the things that you talked about, his running backs having a high floor, um, it, it, let's say Stefan doesn't play, but Metcalf is in. I think Kels is honestly due for like an even bigger game than anything he's had yet. I think Chark and Marquise Brown are both also due for for a good game as well. Um, I mean, Travis Kelsey has, has scored 
one touchdown so far this year. I bet he gets one this week. His defense looks super juicy. Um, and I just don't – I don't know what Damian Williams is going to do coming back. Uh, his The Rams' defense against Seattle could honestly not be that great in the long run. Mike Williams is questionable. Alshon Jeffrey, if he doesn't score a touchdown, he doesn't have a good week. Um, and and I'm definitely not sold on Devonta Freeman like at all. Uh, I I was really high on him going into the season, but I'm definitely I'm not there anymore. Um, so I think, given what I see, and and even though the roster's lock, if somehow he puts in a good word to the commissioner and he gets <laughs> MPS in there for Stefan Diggs, like I'll. Definitely like what he's working with over there. So I'm I'm going to go dumb. Any uh, quick thoughts and a pick for us here, Alex? Yeah, you know, you actually are swaying me more than I expected, uh, Zach, um, because I do think I think Dom's team is maybe more competitive than it looks like when you originally look at it. Um, but I still think I'm going to take Luke. And and while I think that Dom has some upside on his team, um, that's what it is. It's upside. I don't think his floor is high enough to to take him confidently. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Luke. Two Lukes, one Dom. We will go into the next matchup. It is free MG at three and one versus the Sinsen Hattie Bungholes and Alex Fear at one and three. Uh, off the top here, maybe MG is kind of getting bit by the wrong bug two weeks in a row here. Um, as someone who just played Fear, I do feel like I got off a little easy compared to are kind of what he's bringing this week. Um, Derrick Henry didn't have as good of a game as he typically does. And honestly, against Buffalo's defense, it might not be the same this week, but I think Christian McCaffrey will do the same thing. I think Russell, even on a Thursday night, will do a lot better. Jameson Crowder back out there. I mean, he's a target monster. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton is kind of hit or miss, but I think Jason Witten will probably find the end zone. Naheem Hines, I definitely like this week, given Marlon Mack's uh, hesitation with the injury and the game script. And then Adam Humphreys, a uh, big fan of Cole Beasley light. Um, but then when I look, <laughs> when I look over at uh, MG's team, I mean, John Ross is on the IR. Kenny Galladay is on by. Uh, he's really trusting Frank Gore to get out there and like really kind of get him some points when I don't think that's super awesome. Um, rosters lock and he's got the Colts against Kansas city. That's suicide. Um, and Melvin Gordon, if there's going to be any, I, there is still an outside chance. Cause he's in, he didn't play a snap in their last game that he's slightly eased back in that. He's not going to get the full workload and that it's going to be more 50, 50 because they have a serviceable back and, and Austin Eckler. I think with all the variables out there, and the fact that uh, Fear's got a couple guys who can kind of carry him through if they hit. I am going to go for Fear this week. I I understand why you did it. The real reason why I did is I'm just trying to speak it into existence here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't agree with you. Um, and it's not it's not for anything that you said. I, I here's where you look at MG and you're right. MG's kind of. Kenny G on by John Ross IR, you know, Indy's defense against Kansas City is suicide. Frank Gore's a million years old. He just ran for over 100 yards. There's no way he's going to be even able to walk for the next week, let alone get up for another 100-yard game. So uh, there's a lot of things going against him, but he's got Michael Thomas. He's got Dalvin Cook. He's got Kyler Murray against a bad Bengals defense. 
Melvin Gordon, you don't know what you're going to get. It's an absolute wild card, but I think he's going to be okay. And those guys are so talented. And then I look over on the other side. McCaffrey is an absolute beast, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but Jacksonville's defense is not an easy defense to be a beast against. Uh, Derrick Henry, I mean, in good matchups, you know, Derrick Henry can do fine. I, I just, I don't believe in him, but somehow he does it and proves me wrong every time. I mean, you're talking about the RB7 right now. Yeah, I know, I know. But against Buffalo, who's a very good defense, and I think they proved something this past weekend, I definitely don't like him. And that same goes, that almost goes double for Adam Humphreys. I think this is a really good defense. Ironically, he's playing Buffalo's defense. So he's playing a good defense, but he's going to shut down two of his other players. Um, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of Deshaun Hamilton. I think I say that every week because he's always in the lineup <laughs> every week. Uh, Jason Witten is 95 years old. There's a chance he gets in the end zone. Um, but I'm not. I'm not buying. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I'm just. I'm just taking MG on the sheer superstars that he has on his team. I'm sure he'll get some sort of competitive lineup out there, and those those guys will. They'll carry him. That's fair. Yeah, I think I agree with Josh. I. Uh, I gotta say, like, if this was the week that you're gonna beat MG, you're gonna beat MG this week. I think most teams in the league would be able to put out a team that would have a chance to take him down. And this might be one of the few weeks that most of us could compete, you know, but unfortunately Alex fear is almost just as, just as hurt this week. Um, I, I, his matchups are bad for his studs. And then the people that he's putting in to, to fill in those holes are, I don't have any confidence in. So I'm also going to take MG. All righty. Two MGs, one Alex fear. We'll move on to the third matchup here, which is Kareem punting women, Ian at one and three versus boy dog Edward Charlie at four and oh. We typically fall um, into the obvious decision of never picking Dan, and it seems like this year it might be the ob- obvious decision of always picking Charlie. Yeah. Uh, can you can you convince me otherwise, Josh? <sighs> I really got to try. <laughs> sell uh, it to me, Josh. <laughs> it's not going to be an easy sell. Um, Matt Ryan, I, I mean, I don't know that I can see him going off against Houston. I think their offensive line is going to get him killed, uh, by the likes of JJ <laughs> Watt. Uh, James Connor, he, look, they, they went very run and pass heavy to the running backs last week. Uh, I think you made the joke that you were convinced Mason Rudolph can't throw the ball past five yards. If that is the case, then James Connor should have no problem having a good game. Uh, Baltimore's defense got gashed by Nick Chubb. So, you know, maybe there's a world where he can just go off. Uh, Marlon Mack, uh, I mean, it's going to be a shootout with with Kansas City, so I don't know how much they're going to be able to run when they're down by 28 points. But um, the And I don't even know if he's healthy. Uh, but if he plays, uh, they're probably going to try and control the clock, keep away from the offense. This is me trying to sell you on Ian, by the way. This is the best I can do here. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Cooks, listen, any of those receivers can go off on any given night. And in that same breath, Tyler Lockett, he's the dude for Seattle. I know DK Metcalf is there, uh, but maybe I'm just having th- that, uh, you know, I went against him in week two and he had 10 catches on me and he had 11 in week three. Like this guy can catch a lot of balls and can burn you. So he could definitely have a game. 
Uh, Calvin Ridley, wild card, but when Matt Ryan's ducking for his life, maybe he chucks a couple bombs up and maybe it goes to Calvin Ridley. Ronald Jones actually looking good um, against a tough New Orleans defense, but actually looking good. So there's that. Uh, San Fran coming off a bye against a relatively sack-friendly and or turnover uh, Baker Mayfield. I'd have no problem with that defense. And Trey Burton with arguably an upgrade at the quarterback position. Uh, no, now definitely Mitch an upgrade. Trubisky is hurt. Um, that's my case for Ian. And with all that being said, I'm taking Charlie. <laughs> um, yeah. It's you didn't do a good <laughs> enough job. Uh, I'm not sold. And don't get me wrong, I actually think like Ian could put up some really good points this week. I could 100% see it. If you get the good Brandon Cooks week with a good Tyler Lockett week, Calvin Ridley gets his touchdown, and Ronald Jones is tracking in the right direction, along with Matt Ryan is fully capable of having a good week. James Conner showed all last year. He, he even in the, the Ravens don't scare me like those players alone. He could put up some serious points, but when you look across the way, like what the fuck? Yeah. There's, there's no chance. There's literally no chance. And if I'm trying to, the most pessimistic view I have of Charlie's team right now is like Lamar Jackson, his floor is so high, but you hope he hits it and that he only gets like 17 points. Leonard Fournette could act, could definitely struggle against Carolina. Duke Johnson, why is he out there? Trash. But then Keenan Allen, uh, number one wide receiver. Like, uh, and, and granted, uh, Harris, who is it? Harris Jr., whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. has done pretty well against uh, wide receiver one so far this year. Denver still gets gashed in like other yep. directions, but there's definitely some light there. Cooper Cup, you just hope it's the other guy's day. You just hope it's Cooks and but Woods. But it's been Cooper not. Cups every time. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the the tweet or the post today about how like he retaught himself how to run. Perfect. For, since his ACL injury when he was rehabbing coming back he literally looked at old film and retooled his stride and according to pff he's been uh marked at 1.5 to 2 miles per hour faster than he was last year sweet he's coming back stronger which is that makes insane sense. darren waller uh because Derek carr is a shitty quarterback only throws him the football they they literally just line him up in the slot and then they throw it to him for like seven yards a clip it's embarrassing that they're a football team that Derek Carr is leading them, but that's Josh's <laughs> boy. So who am I? Hey, first <laughs> and, off, my boy is better than your Nathan Peterman. All right, I'll no. I'll give him that. No, it's not true. Yes, Derek it is. Carr would literally be benched for. Nathan I think Peterman someone. I think right someone now. from the outside of this podcast needs to address this Nathan Peterman take because it's yeah. scary. Let me, to me. let me. Let me. Like, I think the guy who I runs think, the Nathan Peterman think, fan only account. I, get him I think here. generally you're a fairly sane person, Zach, but the Nathan Peterman love is it's <laughs> concerning to me. Like, I think you need to be admitted. Look, he was Daniel Jones before Daniel Jones. Daniel no, Jones has won. not thrown five picks total, has he? He's gotten Peterman did that in one game. Exactly. And he, he got them all out in warm ups. He got them all out in warm ups. Never done that. No. It's con- I just want to say it's concerning to me. It is. 
That's fine. I've won the league three times. You should maybe listen. To oh, man. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. That's, that's sh- what that, it takes. That's, if I have right. to listen to Nathan, Nathan Peterman talk, I, I refuse. I don't care. I'll go winless my whole life. I'm fine with that. Nathan Peterman's not good. You can't convince me otherwise. Don't badmouth my boy. You're terrible. Boy. He's so bad. The legend. You just, <laughs> you just wait till he comes back. The legend. He threw five picks and a half. Were you yes. like, were you asleep for that game? Did you watch it? It was I, bad. All I saw was a guy go out there and set records. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. Am I wrong? You're I mean, not no. wrong. They were just the wrong records to set. Right. Mm. Their records all press is good. Press. Bad. All press is good. <laughs> I so guess. So then you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who hasn't done anything so far this year. Um, and what's one more game to not do anything? That well, I guess he did something week one, but nothing since. Dude, so, they're playing Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta, super tough. Again. <laughs> really gonna shut him down. Sammy Watkins, the Lizard Man, went back into his the Lizard, lizard King and has not done any. No, no, no. He's he's a regular Lizard. Oh, he's been man. demoted. Yeah, 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 he's been demoted. You, you got to keep performing games. to be the Lizard King. He's just a Lizard Man. And then the Patriots uh, defense. Who says, uh, no, they won't. They're going to do really well. I was your boy Colt McCoy going to light him up. No, I was like, I I was trying to, I was trying to say if like Haskins. Scary Terry's back. Well, I think he's going to be bad scary this week. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm taking Charlie. Alex, uh, have any hard hitting insight real fast? No analysis needed. Every position outside of RB2, Charlie clearly wins. So I don't think there's any arguments to be made. Yeah, I think that's a Boom. Pretty, pretty fair analysis. As we all agree, Nathan Peterman is the best quarterback. <laughs> Moving on to the next matchup. <laughs> yeah, 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 have, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we have I am at full chub. Zach Brand 2-2 two two versus Juicy Smooch. Mmm, so juicy at 1-3. and three. And Ryan Lutch. Yeah, Josh, go ahead and take this one away. Tell me what you're thinking. Sure. Um, I mentioned earlier that I think this is a Sony Michelle game. Uh, if I was playing Ryan this week, I'd be a little worried because of that. Uh, I know he hasn't had one yet. And who knows? Maybe this is a Rex Burkhead game, and maybe I'm just. But something tells me Sony Michelle is going to do just fine against Washington when they're up by 35 in the first quarter. Um, Deshaun Watson should have absolutely no problem at home against Atlanta. Uh, on the other side of things, uh, Pat Mahomes, don't need to go into analysis there. He's, He's overrated. Mahomes. No touchdowns uh, last week. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. No touchdowns last week. Nick Chubb uh, had a monster game against the Ravens. He plays a San Fran defense coming off by, I mean, I don't know. Nick Chubb's super talented, but I, I don't know what to think. That might be a tough matchup for him. Uh, Royce Freeman, uh, fatty, fatty, fatty Royce Freeman. <laughs> Listen, he is – I tell you what, he's not as bad as I rip on him for. Yeah, I was about, um, to, I was about to disagree with your take with where I, it was I mean, he's starting. not that bad. I, I still think he's the inferior running back uh, to Philip Lindsay. Sure. And I will say that last year he looked way worse than he has this year. Uh, there were rumors that he was hurt and whatnot. I'm calling him rumors because he's a fatty, fatty, fatty. But um, I'm just gonna accept the, the fact that he's just out there <laughs> doing doing something. 
Uh, meanwhile, you got Carlos Hyde. Uh, listen, to me, I'm going to push Royce Freeman and Carlos Hyde. Yeah, you heard it here. Push. Yeah, yeah that's um, not that's that's a good take. Thielen, Carlos Hyde is at least consistent. What do you guys think about Thielen? You think this? I week think he's. I think he's going to fucking pop Lilo? this week. Yes. Oh yeah, Dude, yeah. His quarterback came out. So what world exists where in public a wide receiver roasts his quarterback and the quarterback comes out and apologizes publicly to that wide receiver? Yeah. Like yeah. Like Kirk Cousins. This is a week where they're going to throw. He's only throwing to Adam Thielen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I also think Kirk Cousins is a bitch just in general. So I think it was good that he apologized because he's really bad. And I think he's the re- he's truly the problem there. I mean, they have everything that they should need to be really good. Uh, they just need a quarterback to not suck ass. And he's he's played worse than uh, all the money they gave him. For. I mean, Case Keenum on a on a way cheaper contract the year that he was got benched. Doing- Mike Evans, meanwhile, has shown signs of life. Uh even against the Rams, getting that fucking long touchdown. Um, yeah. Son of a bitch. Uh, Did I you think say he... signs of life? He's the number four wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Off of one so, week, though. That's true. Was... 41 points in a week. Right. Against the Giants. I mean, we just talked about it. The, the Giants. Thielen's going to do that to him. But it was against the Rams, against a good defense, is where you were like, okay, it's not a fluke. He's back. Like, he's actually going to be. Um, he also isn't dying from whatever illness he has so he's he's gonna he's gonna be okay uh new orleans is is a tough defense but i think he'll get plenty of points uh robert woods absolute wild card i don't know what to think i actually have him in another league and i still don't know what to think about him um against seattle he he had a great week last week had a whole bunch of catches uh but i don't know i can't i truly can't sit here and tell you that that's going to happen again uh, Christian Kirk, I think, is going to be fine because, well, he's got to be healthy. But if he is healthy and he gets to play Cincinnati. I was um, like, is he going to be fine, like, health-wise? Is he going to be fine? I mean, it, it, there were reports saying this it's week? not as bad as they thought, but I still don't know what that means. No I don't think not. he's playing this week. He I might either. not. I don't know. Um, Zach Ertz, clearly the tight end advantage over uh, Dawson Knox. Um, Dawson Landry Knox. and Breida. Boyd and Hardman, just put them all in a pot and call it a crapshoot. I have no no fucking clue about any of them. Sure. Um, Seattle's defense against the Rams, not my favorite, even with the Rams uh, maybe not looking like themselves. Jacksonville's defense at Carolina, uh, I think the way I'm looking at this is I think they're going to be fine, but it would be a lot if Jalen Ramsey would just play football. He um, won't. If he doesn't, which, I mean, I don't see why he would, then I think they're a little bit worse. But, I don't know, Kyle Allen doesn't scare me. It's more of Christian McCaffrey. Can you bottle him up? That's what you're basically trying to find out. Uh, overall, this is a close one. I'm kind of leaning towards Ryan because of, like, a, maybe Christian Kirk doesn't play. McCole uh, Hardman really didn't do much last week. Doesn't mean he can't, just means he's less consistent uh tyler boyd's got a good matchup with arizona landry was in the concussion protocol i think he plays on monday night but i don't know that for sure and i also don't expect him to go for eight for 167 again and Breida against cleveland i think he'll be fine i think he'll be okay so because of that um i'm gonna take ryan 
I'm taking Zach on the principle that I've seen Ryan's team have amazing matchups, and for some reason they don't deliver. And I know yeah. I, I like his team, given yeah. what it is. Like, obviously, there's a lot of better teams. There's a lot better teams and things like that. But I think his team overall, like, there's a, there's so much talent on that team, but they do not deliver. Yeah, and literally on that alone, I'm going for the the Adam Thielen fuck you game. Zach Ertz gets in the end zone. I don't think he has this year, so what better time than the Jets? Pat Mahomes, if Michael Hardman gets a touchdown from Pat Mahomes, then they're set there. I just think and and Kyle Allen or whatever against the Jaguars, like I don't know. I think Brand's got a perfect storm to sneakily put up like a decent amount of points. And Ryan has shown for four weeks that he has the ability to just shit the bed. So yeah. on literally on that alone, I'm going to go Zach. Okay. It's funny that you say that because I'm looking at it and I think nine weeks out of 10, I would take Zach Brand in a head to head with Ryan Lachey. Like I think just Zach's team is better. Uh, I don't I don't know that Ryan's is very good at all. You know, I think Ryan's top end skill guys can compete with Zach's top end skill guys. Um, and I just I think Zach's going to have a tough time filling the holes that he's going to have this week. So I'm going to take Ryan. All righty. Two Ryan's one Zach. We will move on to Baxter Bark twice, which is Ben at two and two versus Danny Dimes. Uh, which what a is matchup. At one and three. Can we skip Ugh. it? Josh, go ahead and vomit all over this one. Uh, this is the matchup I think we all dread because we have to pick one of these teams to win. Correct. Um, I really would rather just pick a tie because I, I just, I kind of tend to find myself rooting against both people pretty regularly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. No, but <laughs> you're not. That's kind of how I lean. Um, I guess I'll dive in. Jameis Winston has been playing better, um, especially that James impressive sucks. game against the Rams. Um, Daniel Jones gets his first like really tough defense uh, against Minnesota, so I actually expect him to struggle. I think Ezekiel Elliott absolutely goes buck wild. This could be a record-setting week for Ezekiel Elliott. Um, because if you're going to beat the Packers, it's going to be on the ground. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be at home. They're going to want to control the clock, keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Uh, this is going to be a, a Zeke game for sure. Um, Lindsey and Mark Ingram, I think they're two running backs that have, I think, done better than probably. Uh, they will for the rest of the year. Chargers defense, uh, injury plagued on I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about them, and I, I don't think they stopped the run particularly well, but it is a divisional matchup, so I think it's going to be a closer game. Uh, Mark Ingram, again, divisional matchup against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh defense actually looking like it's improving, uh, so I don't, I don't expect him to go buck wild. Uh, Todd Gurley at Seattle. Todd Gurley does not look like himself. Um, Seattle's defense is, I think you're going to beat them through the air, not uh, the path, or I'm sorry, not the run. Um, receivers Godwin New Orleans looks fine uh, he's really really impressed Josh Gordon I mean this could be his game who knows because Washington is so it could go to Dorsett just as easily as it could go to Gordon so that's I have no, no clue what to think about that um, Juju 
Sorry, guy. I, I need to see it first. Um, Will Disley and Walker. I tend to lean Disley. Uh, Walker did not have a good week last week, and Buffalo's defense is very good. Uh, Larry Fitz, if Kirk is out, is a great play. Austin Hooper, having himself a really good year. Um, Houston's defense, I mean, still pretty respectable, but it, I mean, Austin Hooper's been doing well. Meanwhile, Jamal Williams is dead. And Sterling Shepard plays the Vikings. So I'm taking Danny in this one. Uh, I think he's going to probably need to switch out his quarterback. But other than that, I think Danny's going to be fine. Um, when I look at it, it's hard not to follow the same mindset. Um, I'm I, Honestly, the whole time I'm just sitting here trying to find a way Ben wins. Despite everything else. And yeah, fuck it. I'll take Ben. Um, what? <laughs> this uh, is an anti-Dan pick more than it is a pro-Ben pick. No, 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 no. This podcast has never been anti-Dan. We <laughs> never. I yeah. think we've, we definitely picked Dan the majority of the Very time. Very unbiased I podcast. I don't go back and listen to the episodes, but I'm pretty positive we've almost always taken Dan. Almost like every episode. He's a guest. Oh, sure, we, sure. Would, we would never do a guest like that. Sure. Um, sure. Except for on the actual episode that he's on. <laughs> <laughs> he said he had a great time. <laughs> he did. He was also very drunk by the end of it. He was so wasted. He yeah. I honestly I can't really back it up, but I'm gonna take Ben. Alex, Hot do you take. have any thoughts? Yeah, I'm taking Dan and it's not even close. I said this multiple times. Like Ben put up 170 against Josh. Subtract a hundred from that, and he'll be lucky to break that total again this year. Like his team. <laughs> Is so bad. I don't know that it's any fault of his own. Like he's had some injury bugs. Obviously, his trade didn't work in his favor. But just looking at it top to bottom, his team's terrible. I'm going to take Dan. No questions asked. All righty. Uh, that's the hard hitting analysis. We'll and get Ben into. is two and two. How does this happen? I don't know. Look, bad teams lose. Good teams win. True. Bad things happen to good people. That's not true. <laughs> Josh, you better go to church more. When you do, you'll start winning the league. I, I, don't, I don't believe that. Speaking of Josh, we'll get into Josh's matchup. Ooh, is, uh, hey. he'd, be, he'd beat Luke's Beer Mile, uh, co-host Josh at 2-2 two and two versus, and also Pete the Cat, Joe at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, I will take over duties since this is Josh's matchup. Cheers. Um, straight off the top. All I'm seeing right now is Debo Samuel and Curtis Samuel, the Samuel brothers. <laughs> and I don't know if I buy in to what what they're selling. <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of Curtis Samuel <laughs> mainly because I thought he was expendable for, for honestly what's happening right now. Is he always open? Yes, he just fucking is. He's open like every game deep. And can anyone on the Panthers get him the ball? No, they can't. And after after watching him run these great routes and burn people down the field and then try to get him the ball multiple times a game and fail to do so, I just couldn't I couldn't do it. I didn't like him. I was much higher on on like Fuller, who does the same exact thing, except for I believe in Deshaun Watts a little more and that that might correct itself. And then at Debo Samuel, if he doesn't get that touchdown in week two, he's not in Joe's lineup right now. He's just not. He wouldn't sniff it. He'd probably be on waivers. But he has 
a week that he has a touchdown. He's the third or fourth option, however you want to spin it, on that offense. And I, like, even though they're Josh's sweethearts to win that division, I don't hey, buy baby. into them like that. I just, I just can't. Um, and then when I look at the rest of the squad here, Miles Sanders is a super yikes up there. Um, it's a full committee. It always will be. They have the league's longest streak of, un- of n- not having like a hundred yard rusher in 32 games because Doug Peterson doesn't want to give one man the ball enough to do that. There's not, there's not a lot of fantasy relevance in that backfield. Chris Carson will be fine. Julian Edelman coming off injury. Allen Robinson, it seems like the better quarterback for the Bears and Chase Daniels uh, really likes him. So there might be something there. Eric Ebron, I definitely don't believe in. Um, neither do I believe in the Charles defense, half playing on the field, half playing from the hospital right now. Um, but when I look at Josh's team, I honestly, I don't really love Aaron Rodgers this week. I think the Dallas uh, Green Bay game is going to hit the under on whatever their over under is. I don't love it, but David Johnson is going to fucking feast in Cincinnati. I think this is more of a Rex Burkhead game than a Sony Michelle game, only because I think Sony Michelle's bad at football and anyone else can apparently succeed in that offense except for him. Um, Amari Cooper will be fine. Uh, the Packers secondary as a whole is good, but we don't have uh, some guy who's taking away your number one. We don't have a, a bona fide shutdown corner. Um, Emmanuel Sanders. I really like, I think he'll be fine. Mark Andrews. I really, really like DJ Moore is just like the better version of Curtis Samuel at this moment. Cause he doesn't run as far downfield so they can get him the football. Um, and Demarcus Robinson is, I mean, if he's the one who catches the touchdown, they're good to go. So I'm taking Josh. Alex, Alex, go go ahead and jump in here. Yeah, I uh, the only thing that I'll really contend with you on or disagree with you on is your Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore take because since Cam has been out, DJ Moore's targets, if I'm right, have taken a tumble. Oh, you're right. You're um, Curtis right. Samuel is far and away more targeted than DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is the better overall wide receiver. Um, he's you know he's bigger, he's easier. Just like you said, he's running shorter routes. He's easier to target and hit, but for whatever reason. Um, he's not getting any targets. So we might be looking at a small sample size, but I will say that out of those two, I would take Curtis Samuel. Um, but that's the only thing I'm going to fight you on overall. I mean, I think Josh takes the cake in most matchups. Um, you know, Chris Carson, I think, could have a decent game, but he is playing the Rams, um, whereas David Johnson is playing Cincinnati, and they are maybe the worst. Um, yeah. And then I think, you know, those are the two main studs for each team. Um, And across the board, I think that Josh is just bringing a more solid roster to the table. Joe, I will say, I love the moves that Joe's making. Um, He's fighting to be competitive. Um, And I think his roster, you know, is is better than it was a couple weeks ago. Um, He's been ravaged by injuries, kind of, you know, it's tough to do, but he's been active, he's been trading, and he's putting out a respectable starting lineup. I just think it's it's weak across the board, um, which is something that's kind of hard to overcome in a week or two. Um, So, you know, I just think he's lacking the star power. Um, Really, Chris Carson, who is questionable, 
is his main stud. Um, and if you look at Josh's team, he's got Amari Cooper, who's a bona fide wide receiver one. David Johnson, you're never going to bet against Aaron Rodgers, even if his matchup isn't great. Um, and then you just add Mark Andrews, um, who's who's you know got a solid floor. Pittsburgh defense, I don't think is anything to write home about anymore. Um, and then the Titans, oh my God, the Titans are playing Buffalo this week, which is a great matchup if they have their starting quarterback. If they don't have their starting quarterback, Holy cow. The Titans are a good defense. They're going to have some turnovers. They're going to have some yeah. sacks. I just think Josh's floor is so high. I, I think if Josh, his whole team has floor games, I think it's going to be tough for Joe to compete. So I'm going to take Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, any quick thoughts on your matchup? Obviously, I would assume you will take yourself here. Yeah, I'm taking myself. And uh, again, I'll comment on the Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, just because I love this debate. Um Alex was absolutely right. There were 24 targets in weeks one and two from Cam Newton. There were, uh, I want to say, nine targets, and maybe that's even a little high with Kyle Allen's week three and four. Um, I don't know. Here's what I'm seeing, though, because I don't think you're necessarily wrong in the fact that Kyle Allen can't throw the deep ball either. I think it's just going to Greg Olson and Christian McCaffrey a lot more. (laughs) I don't think either receiver is getting used the way we were hoping. Um, and we don't know how long Cam Newton's going to be out. So I think it's both just kind of have to ride out if Cam Newton gets back and he can actually throw the ball downfield. I do think Curtis Samuel can still burn guys deep and have his big games, but DJ Moore has proven to have a great relationship with him and gets a ton of targets. Uh, So I think eventually when Cam Newton gets back, both guys will get a little upgrade right now with a backup quarterback. We're getting backup quarterback results, and we're just going to have to suffer through that. But yeah, I'm taking myself. Yeah. To uh to no surprise really. And that leads us into the final matchup of the week, which is four or four team not found in our guest, Alex Crouch at two and two versus the champ is here at three and one, which is myself. Um, the way that I uh would like to do this, Alex, if you are all right, you will plead your case. I will plead my case. We will go to Josh for the ruling. The He'll arbiter. He will go ahead and pick someone because I would assume you will pick yourself. Oh, yeah. I will pick myself. Um, The only thing really to decide is who goes first. Do you care? No, I don't care. Uh, As the guest, I will let you go ahead and have the floor. All right. Sounds good. Um, I think, you know, so obviously I've got to make some changes with defense and quarterback, but 90% of the time I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, I kind of agree with everything you said, Alex. uh, As for me, I will just say the champ is here. Ladies and gentlemen, the heavyweight champion of the world has arrived. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. It's not up to us. It's up to Josh. So Josh, given what me and Alex have both said, where do you stand? Any other thoughts? Give us your ruling. So a couple of thoughts here. Um, taking Zach, and I think it's going to be a close one. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I think uh, I think in the end, um, this is actually going to be one of the closer games of the week. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think so too. But other than that, that'll wrap us up here. Uh, thanks again for listening. Thank you, Alex, for coming on the pod. Hopefully, you Thank had a good you, time. Oh, I loved it, guys. Anytime. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you guys. See ya.
Sacrifice all those nights.